Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12, Funky Baz and Face, Three Brothers Talking Footy. Looking forward to this week. There's been so much happening in the world of footy, so much happening in the world of politics. We've got, we're sport for content this week, boys. And we have a special guest as well. Um, Baz is going to introduce a special guest soon. Baz, Face, how are you boys? G'day, uh, g'day Funky. G'day Face, how are you boys? Yeah, very good. Uh, welcome back to uh, Face's Shed, boys. It's uh, probably a little bit more upmarket than last time you were here, but um, it's great to uh, get together for episode 12. I like the shed. I like the shed. Now, um, last week we termed our followers brothers, Funky Baz and Face brothers and sisters. Oh, caught on. Yes. yes. Like wildfire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so who are our brothers and sisters this week, Face? Well, funny enough, um, this might sound dodgy, but we're infiltrating the Bendigo Bank, boys. We've actually got not not a... Potential ele- sponsor? Potential sponsor. <laughs> that would be, of all time, potential sponsor. Uh, not legally uh, with uh, laundering money, money or anything like that, but really through the podcast of the last couple of weeks. Uh, Tim Geddes has been spreading his... Spreading the word uh, at his work. Um, so a big welcome to Jeff Johnson. He's the head of capital and JJ. funding at Bendigo Bank. Um, apparently also a big Twitter user, so expect some love from him Very good. on our Twitter handle in the next little period. Uh, Kane Somville, boys. A yes, name that would Summers. be familiar yes. to you. Ex-Williamstown, BDFC and Lobethal footballer. Yes. Uh, former boss of uh, Tim, also known as the Ghetto Blaster, which is a nice little... He was uh, a boss, was he? Twitter handle, yeah. Jeez, he's, he's gone up on... Yeah, ghetto Blaster. And up Get, ghetto oh, Blaster. That's a, that's a good footing, you know, the Ghetto Blaster. Uh, so, yeah, Kane is a yeah, listener and subscriber into our podcast. Uh, so, obviously, shout out to the Somerville family we all knew in the past. Um, some great new followers also during the week. Um, Tomo, John Thompson, former... Big Tomo. Strap uh, her up, we'll have a go. Gunner, <laughs> centre-half forward at BDFC um, until he became a mercenary and played at Newry. Um, teacher and principal, obviously. Yes. Um, Phil Kidman, Twitter handle... Tomo Phil. used to love the um, upstairs <laughs> at the heaven. What was that? The um, Joplins. Joplins. Love Joplins. Love Joplins. Love Joplins. Loved it. Yeah. I wonder if he wants to... Um, Tell us about that on, on our uh, Twitter handle during the week about his Jotland's days. Uh, Phil Kidman, new Twitter handle, boys, uh, Filthy. If your name's filthy Phil, Phil, you've got to be filthy. got to be filthy. Filthy you, Phil Smith. Yeah. Simon Bentley, funky, you know the best. Yes, Simon. and another, that's our second uh, police officer follower. <laughs> so we've got the chalk ball up in the north. Yes. And um, we've got Simon Bentley, who's probably right in the heart of everything. So um, that's just keeping so us honest. Not only is he a policeman, but also a Carlton supporter. And we had some banter during the week about uh, Crows and he Carlton loves, Premierships. Lo- loves the Blues. He loves them. Week. Loves them. So yeah. he is uh, all out for um, Lacocious to go to Carlton. Mm. I think the three of us would love for him to be in the uh, stri- in the um, hoops next year. Yes. Um Rusty Yump and Vincent Kane, they're our dedicated followers. They suggested Tweet of the Week uh, during the week, so we'll see, um, given um, my form of late with tweets, whether it, it makes the cut. Uh, Beyond the Game TV, 36,000 followers. They started following us. Nice. So wow. we must be moving up, boys. Yep. Um, Patrick Keem, sports journalist uh, for The Messenger. Busy week with those guys. He's we- on the pulse with footy around uh, in the Adelaide Footy League. So um, And Patrick Keem has agreed to come on. Funky Baz and Face to give us a final preview for all the amateur. That'd be footy. awesome. So That'd looking forward to that. So perhaps next week we'll get interesting to hear about all the violence with the um, local football. Salisbury yeah. West. Yeah, yeah, Salisbury. Salisbury. If, hear his take on that. If your club has the name Salisbury in it, there's a fair chance you're not playing <laughs> football this time of year. Put your yeah. feet up. You're not playing finals. Yeah. Um, and also on Facebook, a lot of love there with uh, Burnsy's uh, interview last week. 
Um, Coxie, uh, Daniel Cox, who goes by the name Tex Texan, uh, gave us a little bit of love about um, Scott Burns' days at East Torrens. Matt and Tara Gallarello, uh, the, obviously from the, the Platten family originally, um, uh, enjoy listening to our podcast each week. And uh, Bron Venning uh, gave a little shout-out about your breathing difficulties yes. in episode 10. Bats. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So that was pretty horrific. But, boys, in, in respect to all the ones that you've just read out there, yes. I'm going to trump you. So I've got uh, a new brother and sister here, and she is an A-lister. She she has over 5,000 followers on Instagram. She goes by the name of V Clementi, and I think you've met her before. She works at my work, and that's V Clementi with two E's if you want to look her up. Um, but she is my fashion designer, boys. So all my online Is she responsible clothing, for your cardigan? Clearly. Uh, she is for the cardigan, and she's got some special thing for me for cricket this year. Um, But fortunately, she gets to work with me every day. But she is a very, very uh, enthusiastic uh, listener to us as well now. Is she responsible for those tan shoes that you wear? Uh, No socks, sort of like trying to emulate Chris Judd? Yes, yes, she is. I think it's fair to say she's got a fair bit of work to do looking at um, Baz in tonight's uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Um, So looking forward to our special guest as well. Uh, we've got uh, part of our local leg- legends uh, segment. We've got a fantastic bloke to introduce to you, and uh, this is brought by McKnight Bray Building Design. <laughs> is our very own Adelaide boy, Josh Bray. Welcome to Funky Basin Place, Josh Bray. Um, How you going, boys? Go, go through his highlights. It's just well, it's this might a... take me a while, boys, but he's played three hundred senior games. He's played two hundred games for the mighty Murrabit Blues. He's been in, and this is what, what is just outstanding, is he's been in 12 grand finals <laughs> for eight senior premierships. That's a good strike rate, yeah. yeah he's, he's best and fairest winner, association player. He's been an absolute doyen of the game, and that is our Josh Bray, mate. So uh, it's great to have you on Funky Baz and Face. And, um, yeah, what do you what can you say about all those achievements, mate? It's uh, it's pretty impressive, and it, I suppose the end is semi near. Is it? Um, what what's the ride been like? It's been a must have been obviously to win all those flags has been uh, something which you'll uh, never forget. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. First of all, thanks thanks for having me on. Um, a little bit um, honoured, but also a little bit embarrassed uh, after last <laughs> week, just following up from Guernsey. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I appreciate the. Yeah, all the kind words there. Um, it's been, yeah, been an amazing ride. And, yeah, you're right, we're getting towards the end. Um, we called it last week, so, yeah, hopefully yeah, right. I can move on to bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah, t- tell us about some of those grand finals, mate, because there's some people that never, ever play in a grand final, let alone win a premiership, and for you to win eight is just a <laughs> remarkable effort and something we should be super proud of. I mean... Your first one, I think, was with your with your both your brothers or one of your brothers, was it? Um, just explain about the first one and what that meant to you. Yes, well, I've yeah, I've been in the right place at the right time, I guess you guess you'd say. Um, yeah, the first one was more special. Um, we broke a thirty year drought, and also shared it with my uh, two other brothers, so um, Scott and Christian. So um, I was only a young fellow then, eighteen, but um, yeah, that obviously was a. A pretty, yeah, pretty good way to start my run of, of premierships. And your dad was president at the time then too, Josh. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah. Um, the old man was president for a number of years. So, um, yeah, that was that's obviously obviously a special one. And they're all they're all special. And um, yeah, there's no such thing as a bad one. But 
yeah, but that, that first one was yeah, definitely yeah. And I heard uh, your older brother, Scott, you pretty much just strapped him up and taped him up just to ha- hang in for that first grand final. And, and your other brother, Tim, you just didn't let him anywhere near your team. <laughs> yes, um, Tim was uh, blessed with the brains, but not so much the football ability. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Scott, unfortunately, struck down with injuries fairly young and he actually retired the year, the year before. But, um, oh, well, no, it was probably three years before that. But he, um, he came out of retirement that year and... Um, got himself back on the park and yeah, was lucky enough to, to play in that last game. Mate, tell us the, the secret behind Moravit's success. I mean, they're a very small town. If you drive through there, um, they are a super small town, but the success really, they're punching way above their weight, a bit like some blokes with their with their marriages, they punch <laughs> above their weight. Like, how do Moravit are so successful? I mean, they've just been amazingly consistent um, for such a small um, number of people that live in the town. Yeah, well, I guess we had some good years there. Um, we had a, a good crop of um, yeah, young young fellas come through, and um, the important thing was we were able to hold on to to that, that talent, and um, yeah, that was able to you know put the side in a competitive um, yeah be competitive year in year out, and yeah, from there we were able to taste some premiership success. But the wheel turns. Um, yeah, we're not quite as um, strong at the minute, and there's some yeah, more challenging times times ahead. But um, yeah, one of the strengths of the club is it's it's a good family club, and um, yeah, people enjoy being around it. So I think yeah, the future yeah, it's always got a got a future. Um, it, yeah, it might not be as you know, strong in the senior grades for the next couple of years. So Josh, um, tell us about. We've been describing it as the ultimate day, and it's the day that you've spoken to us about it, which was the birth of uh, your son. It was your fourth child, and also to play in a premiership as well. And it was almost like um, touch and go whether you're actually going to be there, present, um, probably either at the birth or um, playing footy as well. So It's always a big question, isn't it? Do you oh, decide to be the birth of your yeah. child, or do you play a grand And I reckon he was hedging his bets uh, the whole way there, actually, and he got to that too. He's always going to be at the game. <laughs> he did so <laughs> can, you, can you talk us through it? Because it's one of those great story. stories that will go into country footy folklore, I reckon. <laughs> um, yes, well, it's often a uh, you know, big question you ponder, but the reality is there's no real, no real decision to make there. I think you've got to be there at the birth of your child. Um, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my family planning was a little bit off, and I should have known better because I had uh, my second daughter was due um, on the you know, day of a grand final, and it was a very nervous <laughs> wait. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, she <laughs> held off. <laughs> what special nine months bad, before that? Bad March, and that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's around Christmas time. And, <laughs> and anyway, we uh, on this one, we'd been trying for a little while, and. You yeah, I couldn't really down tools around around Christmas time, just in case of the grand final. <laughs> so the show went on, and yeah, yeah sure enough, um, yeah, we fell pregnant, and the due date was the day after the grand final. Um, at the time, I wasn't too concerned. I thought you need to be fairly stiff um, yeah, for it all happen at the same time, and for you to miss out, and uh, yeah, a lot of things are line up. But in any case, um, yeah, the day approached, and uh, there's no sign of any baby. Yeah, in the week leading up to it, so I was fairly comfortable. Um, it wasn't until about four o'clock, um, four a.m. of the morning of the grand final, and there was a bit of a commotion um, <laughs> in the bathroom. And I uh, woke up and looked over at my wife, and 
she just looked at me and I knew straight away that I was in trouble. <laughs> oh, and you know the other thing, though, 4 o'clock a.m. before your grand final. I'm going to grand final to play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, to, to put a bit of a spin on the story, um, the, the local hospital don't do babies anymore, so we, we were booked into to Bendigo, which is an hour and a half down the road. Um, and at, at the time, there was actually some flooding going on, so the main road to Bendigo was, was closed. So anyway, we early uh, Saturday morning, we, we yeah, packed the bags and I packed all my footy gear and all my supplements and all the stuff that goes along with it. And then we <laughs> jumped in the car and we yeah, did a detour um, on the way to Bendigo. Um, we had to bypass some flood water. And, uh, one stage, we lucky we were in the four-wheel drive, but we had to drive through some flood water. Uh, anyway, we got to Benigo and, um, yeah, nothing seemed to be happening and I'm sort of watching the clock and uh, at this stage I'd, I'd, I'd let the boys know, the coach, coaches know that there could be some trouble. Um, so that, they gave me a, a deadline uh, because the, the reserves were playing before us and that they needed to, to hand in team sheets and so forth and if I wasn't going to play, they had to, had to find someone else. So I, I got the deadline of 12 o'clock. Um, anyway, the, the time was approaching, nothing was happening. I was watching the clock, um, patting my wife's back and doing all the, all the things you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it, it just happened. It all, all, all happened. And um, I think I had about 15 minutes before the deadline. Um, so, yeah, quick cuddle of the baby. And then I, was, I, was, I was on the um, on the phone, so we are right to go. <laughs> now, I know there are some police officers listening to this and they're part of the brothers and sisters, but how fast were you going to the ground, mate? <laughs> yeah, so this is about, it was 12 o'clock I left Benigo and the, the game's at 2.30 um, in Swan Hill. So now Swan Hill is another you know, 40 k's, uh, no, sorry, 60 k's the other side of Kerrang. So I've got an hour and a half drive from Benigo. So, yes, fair to say I had to put the foot down a little bit and, and <laughs> yeah. sped along. You're also someone who's meticulous about your pre-game preparation as well. Like you're on the Swiss balls and you're doing the stretching like an hour and a half before everyone else just to get your body through. But your preparation is uh, just uh, sitting in the car getting there as quickly as you can. Yeah, that's that's right. So I'm normally the first one in the rooms and on the, um, the rollers and I had the longest warm-up because I've got you know, dodgy hammies. Um, anyway, that day, yeah, the game started at 2.30. I rocked up at 20 past two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> straight in the room, got changed. And then, um, yeah, we ran out in the ground. And I sort of said to the coach, oh, I better start off and just you know, get a bit of a rub down and make sure we're right to go. But um, the game must have been slightly delayed. And, yeah, I ended up starting on the ground. And, yeah, luckily enough... Um, Played my role and we held on and won and won. So that, that yeah, it was, just, it was a pretty full on day. Perfect day. <laughs> perfect day. Yeah. And then I remember you sent me a photo of you with your son with your premiership medal. That's one of the mm. greatest photos. We're actually going to put it, we'll put it up on. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll yeah. put it up on uh, Twitter and uh, probably the Murrabit Facebook page. But it, it is one of the great photos that one. And um, but I think it, you deserve your own luck. I mean, in terms of you work super hard on your fitness and making sure that your body's right. I think days like that, it just comes back to, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you yeah. get. But um, in terms of the way that you prepare your body, you are almost elite uh, in that regard. Uh, tell us a bit about that and how you prepare yourself because it certainly is um, something which I think uh, has made you last as long as you have. 
Yeah, I guess the early days I probably wasn't that clued into it and my diet probably lacked a little bit to be desired and body composition and so forth. But, um, yeah, the further I've gone along, I've probably learned a bit more about it. And um, Yeah, and I guess there was a couple of years where I put in you know, really big pre-seasons and um, got myself in a position where, yeah, I could get the, the best out of myself. And once you, once you sort of get fit and you're able to, sort of maintain that you know, year after year and um, as you get towards the end you know your, your workload um, decreases but I tend to do you know a fair bit in the gym and there's a fair bit of physio and massage and yeah just the, all those small maintenance things that really helps you get to the line. So with that Josh obviously uh, uh, yourself and Jess um, have four children how do you combine um, family footy and, and- and also your personal career outside of that with McKnight Bray. Um, Potential sponsor, McKnight Bray. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're on the board after tonight. Um, obviously, it's uh, becoming increasingly difficult for country footballers all across Australia to, to maintain that balance. So what uh, what do you uh, do to ensure that each um, each component is um, has a little bit of Josh Bray time? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I guess playing-wise, I've never found it too hard to balance um, yeah, the work and uh, the family, but definitely coaching-wise, I've coached for a few years and and the, bus- the older I got and the busier I got and more responsibility I had at work and at home, the harder it was to uh, put in the time there. But um, since I've yeah, stopped coaching and just playing, um, yeah, I, f- I find the balance is is um okay then I mean, you need you need an outlet from your work and um your footy is a is is a good outlet and a, a stress reliever um and then family wise um we're lucky that yeah, Marwood is a really good family club and um yeah it's 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 not really time away from from the family because they're, they're often um <laughs> just, they're, they're just often there and... maybe just go into how many for your uh, Daryl and Marg, for your parents, how many uh, grandkids they have right now? Just to give the um, our brothers and sisters a bit of an insight into the great family. Um, I hope I don't get this wrong, but <laughs> it might be it might be twenty two. Um, they've got another one due later in the year. Um, they're, they're twenty two or twenty three, so yeah, are reasonable breeders. Yeah, they're they're busy. <laughs> Josh, um, we talked about the eight grand uh, the eight premierships and. Um, Within the twelve grand finals, you've lost four. Do you spend much time thinking about the the lost four, or is it just solely thinking about the eight uh, premierships that you've won? Um, yeah, no. Well, luckily, um, the ones that I've won have probably glossed over the ones I've lost. So there's not a lot of regret um, there. And I think if if you lose one and then you, you don't play anymore, um, you always look back at that. But I'm fortunate that the the last few grand finals I've played, um, we've won, and yeah, we've probably probably made up for the you know, early ones that that I've lost. But yeah, you, you spoke earlier um, a few weeks ago about losing grand finals, and there tends to be a bit of a stigma associated with losing grand finals in Aussie rules footy. And yeah, I definitely felt that in the in the yeah in the grand finals I lost. There was yeah, definitely an element of shame and. Um, and you'd much prefer to finish third than, than second. 
Mm. I love the reference back to our previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's outstanding. Yeah, mate. Well, so, something which uh, you will be known, obviously, for your for your skill. You've won a best on ground and a grand final. You've won multiple best and fairest, obviously, the eight premierships. But something that you will be remembered for on the same level, I think, is the, the footy trips that you've completed in a row. Now, what is the number? Yes, I've I've done twenty in a row. Twenty in a row. I mean, that that would be like in Australia, probably that, up, that's up there. That's a lot of t-shirts. It's a, it's a lot of t-shirts. Do you keep your t-shirts? No, no. Well, I learned early days that you want to avoid footy trip t-shirts, and if you do get them, you, you definitely don't wear them on the trip. Cause <laughs> no one, no one wants to, well, no one wants to know anyone from a footy trip. So yeah, you just make out that you're not on a footy trip. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Jess has been uh, fantastic in uh, giving you the green light to go on those. But in all seriousness, though, that you, you do create some fantastic bonds, and possibly the footballers. Um, these days don't get to share the same sort of bonding thing uh, time, but you, you do actually bond really well with a lot of your mates and have lifelong mates from footy trips and time spent uh, with each other, don't you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I fell in love early um, <laughs> and it, it went on the calendar and there, from there on it wasn't a decision from year to year whether I was going or not. I was, I was definitely going and, and some of those, yeah, some magnificent memories, particularly you know, the Saturday afternoons, AFL Grand Final, you're in a, in a pub with a bunch of your mates. Um, yeah, and that's, that's definitely how you um, can build friendships and, and yeah, fond memories. No, brilliant, mate. I think it's an absolute credit to you what you've achieved uh, throughout your career. I, I think you are quite humble about it, but Certainly, we are in awe of it. I mean, you are in my phone as eight, as eight flags. It's, <laughs> it is an absolute magnificent achievement what you've done, and I'm sure that your Murrabit teammates and Kerrang teammates uh, certainly will be wishing you well for life after after footy and whatever that does bring you. Um, but yeah, you have been magnificent. Uh, yeah. For the Murrabit Footy Club, so we'd like to thank you for coming on uh, Funky Baz and Face, and wish you all the best for the future, mate. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on, and yeah, all the best with the with the rest of the podcast. Thanks, no Josh Bray. Great Cheers for the chat, mate. See, see you later. Boys. See you, boys. Cheers. Boys, great chat with Josh Bray. I really, really enjoyed that. It's great to um, – what I do like is when someone pushes themselves outside just, you know, um, there's so much work to do just in your work and with family and then to push yourself out into playing football and then to do it – for so long yeah. and to be successful as well. I really admire that. So no, it was fantastic. And the fact we got our first sponsor for Funky Bez Face is even better, boys. McKnight yeah. and Bray, that would be very, very nice. <laughs> I think if they could pay for our T-shirts. Or build, build us a studio. Yeah, <laughs> a studio, that would be very, very nice. <laughs> boys, we've got our regular segments after our chat with Joshy Bray. Um, so I've got my Would You Rathers. I'll kick up, kick off with a couple. It's, it's a bit of a finals theme. So Would You Rather... Coming into the finals, in your as your key forward, would you rather have Buddy, Cameron, Hawkins, or Rewald? Buddy Hawkins. Oh, you have Rewald. He's he's proven on the big day. He's killing at the moment. He can't do a thing wrong. That boy. Over Buddy. Over, over Buddy. Yeah. Like yeah, Buddy's a bit sore. You look at Rewald mm. five years ago. He was a basket case. He was running away from the media. He's like a living legend now. He's a Hall of Famer, potentially. He is just incredible, Rewalt. Hawkins has had his best year, but um, there's just something that irks me about him. So I'll, I'll, you'd have to go, buddy. He's talked up as one of the greatest players what ever. Why about couldn't Hawkins? he? What, is he 
too good looking for you? Or what? No, I think it's just his uh, performances over the last few years, Baz, that um, don't um, sell it for me. He's had a really good year this year, admittedly. But uh, you can't go past Buddy for um, the number one key forward role. Yeah, I, th- I think if you term- look at it in terms of goal output, I reckon you're going to go Rewalt. If you probably look at it in terms of performance, it'd be hard to go past Buddy. But then again, Buddy's a little bit banged up as well. So yeah. the fact that you've actually mentioned Rewalt straight away above Buddy just shows how well he is. Um, yeah, his yeah. improvement over the last couple of years has been massive. I'm going to go Buddy. Um, but yeah, I think Rewalt's a good call. In your midfield, would you rather go <laughs> Kelly? Martin, Dangerfield, or Pendlebury? Oh, you go Martin. And I know I'm on this Richmond theme. But <laughs> maybe I'm scarred by him, but mm. no, you'd go Martin. He is just incredible, isn't he? Like he on grand final day, he's just brutal. Who, who was the last one, Fun? Pendlebury. Mm. Um, I think uh, Kelly's an outstanding yeah. midfielder, and this year he's probably been the best of the lot. Um, Martin hasn't had the... the a year compared to last year. Dangerfield can go forward and mid. So if one of them's struggling, then at least you can swap him forward and back. Um, I'll, I'll go Kelly from GWS, boys. I'm going to go Martin on the back of his last final series was amazing and also at the biggest Ooh. stage as well. So he, he won the Brownlow the same week and then he <laughs> won Norm Smith on grand final day, which was quite incredible. So I'm going to I'm going to back Dusty in again. Still having nightmares. But isn't that a good... There's some cracking names in there. There is. Would you rather, you're Tom Lynch, would you rather sign with Richmond, Hawthorne or Collingwood? I don't think it matters, does it? That, I mean, all of them are going to be up there, like mm. whatever you go for. I mean, to, to play in front of 90,000 instead of uh, three men and his dog and a yeah. plastic with sauce, like, yeah. I think it is, it's, it's a no-brainer for him to come to Melbourne. To- yeah. And playing the big crowds, playing finals. It will be interesting to see what he does to Richmond's setup because they've had a smaller Ford setup. Um, and Hawthorne, obviously, with rough head ageing and almost yeah. at the end of his year, probably got one year left, that he would be a like for like replacement next next year or the year after. Um, who was the other one? Uh, uh, Richmond, Collingwood. Hawthorne, Collingwood. You sport for choice, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's such a. I'd probably go the Hawks just in terms of the longevity. I also want to know who the, who the coach would be. So yeah. well, before you say that, this is what's bad with AFL footy, is that this is a guy who's got his choice and he's choosing all the three big clubs. Yeah. <laughs> three agencies are a disgrace, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the bottom clubs are just... They're in massive trouble. They're yeah. not going to go to St Kilda. He's not going to go to St Kilda or Western Bulldogs, or is he? It's, mm. it's big trouble for the future of the game with this free agency and them going to the top clubs. The, 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 only, time, the only time I like free agency is finals time is seeing the best players play yeah, in, the, in, the, in the biggest club. So in the last few years, I would have loved to see Ablett play in the finals with Geelong. Mm. And next year, I would love to see Tom Lynch play in the finals rather than um, him being in Bali at the pool. <laughs> so uh, I think in finals time, it is to see so many great players play when it really matters. Yeah. yeah, but what about the supporters of, of St Kilda? Uh, what do they do? You know, like... I think episode two, I made my thoughts known about St <laughs> <laughs> They do the same since 66, yes. I think. Yeah, that's right. So. Um my last one, topical for today, uh, new Prime Minister in Australia today. I don't know, I can't even recall his name and uh, two days ago. Scott didn't, Morrison. Didn't even know Fair who he chance, was. Fair yeah. chance, the paper tomorrow is going to be great Scott, I reckon, going off uh, Back to the Future. 
Magsy might cut it out, mate. <laughs> yeah, ScoMo apparently is called. Yeah. Um, would you rather be Australia's most unsuccessful prime minister, Ooh. or AFL coach, or football commentator? All unsuccessful. Yeah. Football well, commentator, you get bagged a lot. Mm. Coach. You get bagged a lot. You get bagged a lot. Prime Minister? Prime Minister, get bagged a lot. <laughs> prime Minister, you get a pension for the rest of your life. Correct. Uh, I might but... just sneak into... I'd be a terrible Prime Minister because, you know, it'd be all about uh, footy or... When, when, uh, Mr. Prime we, Minister. We know that, mate. <laughs> Mr. Prime Minister, I think we should do this. I agree. <laughs> you know Billy Brownless was on yeah, politics and uh, who else was someone that came in? Brilliant. Think, yeah. What, think, oh, Mr. Brownless, what do you Justin think about Madden. this policy? I <laughs> uh, haven't actually read I that agree. one. Yeah, What's yes. the capital of Japan? Uh, <laughs> another, Japan's got a capital? Another geography uh, issue for Funky Bears and Face. That's, um, a, that's a tough one, though, isn't it? You'd want to go to the head of the country. If you weren't football-oriented, you'd want to go to the head of the country and, and lead your country, I think. Um, you'd be in the record books then. Um, but Tony Abbott, funny enough, missed out by about a week of receiving his Prime Minister pension for the rest of his life. Unlucky. Because he was uh, knifed. So um, not everyone gets it. No. Thanks, boys. Um, <laughs> before we go to Baz's Bake, now I've got a bit of a Baz's Bake before we go to Baz's Bake. Now, I found out this week that one of you boys had a facial. Wasn't me. Wasn't and it face. wasn't me. And when we first talked about our idea about our podcast, yeah. the guy who's not saying anything at the moment, he thought it was actually like a a video and he was talking about viewers. So Agreed. I'm just thinking Well, it probably leads into the uh, tweet earlier today about that uh, one of us is on holidays, which is me, face, I'm on holidays. Uh, Funky's been working hard, and I wonder whether Baz was hardly working, seeing he got a facial during the no, week. What, what is going on oh, here, mate? Is, it, is this true? Boys, is, it, it is, is this true. true? It is true. And I'll tell you why it's true. Well, first of all, it's hard for me to communicate with you blokes regarding this, because I, I'm a former male model. I'm not sure if our <laughs> brothers and sisters know this, but a former male model... No, it, we talked about it. I've retired, retired, so retired now, but... Let's tweet the photos. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, yes. is there a dump button? <laughs> no, uh, it is hard for me to communicate, boys, because you don't see the need to like look after yourselves. I mean, girls can get boob jobs, lip jobs, uh, eyebrow lift. Um, what else can they do? There's a lot of things they can do. It's important that we do look after ourselves. If we can improve ourselves, and yes, I did go, and I got some lasering done. And uh, How was that, mate? Tell us why, mate. How did it go? Well, well, it's, what was it's, important. That? it's important to keep yourself in, in good shape. I mean, we exercise, we wear nice clothes, we do our hair. So why can't we uh, look after our face as well? Well, um, Funky is known as the uh, Benjamin Button of our uh, group, essentially. But um, you do have a youthful look about you, Baz. Thank you very much. But I've got some more work to do. There's, there's, I'm not the stopping. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think when um, uh, Baz sent it through to... Uh, funky and I Which will be in the week. tweeted after this <laughs> yes, episode. The, oh, no. the message conversation. Yeah. It was uh, had, uh, Matthews had a bit of um, had a facial done. <laughs> now I which, noticed. Um, I don't know about you, face, but I yep. noticed a lot of red lines. Redness. Now, yep. I don't know if you noticed this, but 
his nose looks swollen. <laughs> but I don't know if he had anything done with his nose or his nose normally looks well, like that. But yeah, it was my normal nose. My, but, uh, my suggestion was that maybe surgery might have been the better option rather than yeah. the facial. So I, I hope that down the track that we aren't um, castigated for this or... Castigated. Casti- I, I hope we aren't vilified for this, that we are <laughs> <Vilified>. embraced. <laughs> we are embraced that we can actually get facials uh, as men and be proud of that. So. Well, if our brothers and sisters could please uh, let us know whether they think... Baz's facial, and we'll tweet the outcome. Yes. Um, if we, they can the let us know if they think that someone who's forty-three, <laughs> um, it's appropriate that he gets the blonde tips each time that he goes to get a haircut and a facial. If hair, that, hair tablets as well. And hair tablets <laughs> as well. If that is a uh, something that's acceptable, or if there's some issues, please let us know. Baz, okay. you're looking after yourself, mate, which is Thank fantastic. You, in you, this mate. Day and age. Thank you. It's very but, important. Anyway, over to you, Baz's bake. Thank you very much. Now, boys, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm not happy. It's big, big Rossi line. Okay, Rossi line is my focus this week. This is a great bake. Oh, it just uh, irritates um, me, right? It, he is just underperforming as a coach. He's got a hundred and thirty-three point loss, twenty-three goals in a row. I'm not sure the last time that's ever been done. Twenty-three goals in a row. No, never. Okay, a record. Now, if this happens, when you go to press conference time, surely you're angry. Yeah. You know, but you know what? He's nonchalant. He's dismissive. He he just looked as though he was just it was just another day in the office, but it's not Ross. You you have let your supporters down, your members down. He's got a five year deal, and he's got two years to run. So for him, he's getting his eight hundred a mil a year. I, I just don't know where this club is at. They, they this week they they reappointed um, Hayden Ballantyne, Harley Bennell uh, to uh, longer deals. Um, yeah, I just don't know where the the Fremantle club is at, and if. If you are struggling, then admit it. Aussies like you putting up your hand and saying, yes, I have done wrong. Aussies don't like denial. And um, Rossi Lyon, I think that you need it. You owe it to your club to say, look, that was a disgraceful performance. You don't just dismiss and, and bag the, the commentators for having a go at you after a 23 goals in a row and 133-point loss. So they are certainly in the gun next year. I think that he is in massive trouble in terms of getting fired in the next uh, four, four to six weeks. But, um, boys, I like your opinion on that. I, I love that, Bake. When I saw... I was I was watching that performance. I saw they didn't score after quarter time. Uh, didn't score a goal after quarter time. They got five. Yeah, they, absolutely. Good players they didn't score a goal after quarter time. And then I saw the press conference. And if you are a paid-up member for Fremantle, you would be absolutely disgusted with the fact that the coach is just... Ticking it off as we're still on the rebuild, and we've we've said it all before. We don't cop a rebuild when it comes to elite sport. No. And the fact that he didn't go in there, he should have been bleeding in that press conference. Absolutely. And the members and supporters would have been so gutted. I I feel sorry for them. The board who put him on such a lengthy contract, they should be walking out the door because that was irresponsible. Yeah. No. Thank you, mate. It's nice to agree with you with a, a bake for a change, but <laughs> like, if you accept that, if you're, you're happy with that, well, then you get more of the same. Look at Carlton. Yeah. But you look at the big clubs, they would never accept that. You look at Clarkson. When they got belted, I think it was last year, early last year, he was absolutely filthy at that. And look, look where they are now. If he was a lesser-known coach without the experience, he still hasn't won a flag, without the experience and the games under him, uh, like many other coaches, he'd be out the door. He would. Not... Today he would have been out last Sunday yeah. after that game. Yeah. I'm just a bit disappointed. There's not more scrutiny on him. Um, uh, are they scared? The reporters? Are yeah, scared? I think I think so. I reckon they are because I reckon he sort of bullies them in the press conference. I did see the front page of the West Australian 
uh, paper, they had uh, Malcolm Turnbull and Ross Lyon up together, and they both said, like, gone. Um, but he's got too long in his contract, yeah, so they, they can't go anywhere. No. Ridiculous. Great bake. Thank you. Enjoyed it. I like it. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. What oh, have we got? Up and well, down, but let's see how it's going yeah, tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's hope it's uh, sport for content, so we're going to be a little bit picky this week. <laughs> well, no pressure, boys. Um, interesting tonight. Contender one, in light of Essendon not contracting at Brennan Goddard for 2019, Todd Davey uh, sent out a tweet saying, Breaking, North Melbourne has offered a four-year, $1.5 million per season contract to Brennan Goddard. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Is he, your, is he our brother and sister? Uh, what I'll do is I'll let Todd know that he's... Uh, Joined the um, the list of faces tweet of the week. Can and, I just interrupt uh, that? Yeah, sure. What did you think of Goddard's and brothers and sisters? What did you think of Goddard's yeah. farewell speech? Let us know. Uh, I thought it was pretty ordinary, but you know, <laughs> yeah, his I, gag with the tissues the, dropped the, flat. The tissues tissue yeah. box straight away, and then he was yeah. had to hold that for the next ten minutes. Mm. It looked, but you didn't awkward. mind it. Yeah, well, what it said to me is how much it meant to him. So. Um, I, th- I didn't mind it, so it's not meant to be um, perfect in terms of how he um, exits. But, um, yeah, I just thought it just shows how much it means to them, and then it came so quickly. Mm. Apparently the week before, they said that if we don't get a couple of uh, recruits, then you're safe. And then on that, it was only the day before yeah. he was out. So he still think he's got a lot to offer, but no club's going to pick him up because of his no, age. No, they're, they're never going to pick him up, no, so... No. Um, I think Maybe Murray or Kareem might... Um, yes, I think they might. Replace a Jay Bray. <laughs> um, so thanks to Todd for that one. Contender 2, uh, this was actually um, backed up by Craig Thomas, Rusty Ump, during the week, boys. He's said, Surely this is a, a, fe- a feature in Twitter. What does he do for a job, this bloke? Because he, he doesn't work too it, much, does he? he he's he's a sol- solver paints. Solver paints? Yes. Oh, I might... Mm. Um, okay. Another uh, potential sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh, Rusty Ump might be uh, talking soon. Um, he retweeted Titus O'Reilly. He said, things we don't need updates on anymore. Ben Cousins decline, which is pretty sad what's happening, yep. obviously. Yes. We talked about that uh, off-air during the week. Um, and uh, so Ben Cousins decline, and anything Sam Newman says, which is completely yep. uh, the same. Uh, so thanks to that, Rusty Ump. Contender number three. Um, funny enough, obviously, now I know... Face, I'm I'm a little bit responsible for a lot of the port bashing on our tweet, and this is just one more. This tweet, we've had no other port bashing uh, for episode twelve. Ross Ma- Waite, um, general manager, community programs will come on after Kokoda, <laughs> so in four weeks' time. Apologies, Ross, if you're listening. Uh, Matt Tarrant, who's a big um, Matt Tarrant, who is a big fan of port, he's actually a magician, boys. Um, he was gutted after Port lost last week. He said, Port not making finals after our off-season. Fairly, considerably good run of injuries. Talent, draw, etc., etc. is absolutely gobsmacking. I'm truly devastated. Radelaide Rob, our, our initial listener and follower to Funky Bass Space, back, wrote back, that's some magic trick, Matt Tarrant. Very so good. Very good play on words there, Radelaide nice. Rob. We love We might just uh, tweet that out during the week. Well uh, contender number four. Now, boys, you've seen the Nicki Minaj pick. She's gone out to a club, dressed in white, wearing the same... Craig Oakley. Yes. Oakley wraparound sunglasses that um, any cricketer would have worn. Um, 
Lucas Froud and Vincent Kane, thanks Vincent for uh, bringing it to our attention, sent to us saying Nicki Minaj looked like she's about to stand at first slip all day, which is very true. That was a good picture, actually. Good yeah. pick up. So yeah. contender number four, thanks to uh, Lucas and Vincent for that one. Uh, the winner, boys. Now, it's actually an ode to Titus O'Reilly this week. I could not split his three that he sent. So I'll get through them quickly because I understand quick podcast is a good podcast. Titus O'Reilly, I remember when being Prime Minister was a stable job and being a Richmond coach was an unstable position. And like, clearly, like it. Very good. this like week, it. not Very great. Good. Jared Waite announces his retirement. Let's hope he can kick a bag on the weekend while also getting suspended, then injured, which is typically about Jared Waite's career. career. Good player. Very yeah. good player. Titus O'Reilly, uh, talking about Sam Murray and the Collingwood Asada looming suspension. Collingwood problems with New Zealand beef continue, and that was obviously the link with Lockie O'Keefe and Josh Thomas spans a few years ago, blaming yes. their drug T- suspensions. Titus had... He's in, he's in fire. He's in fire. He had some great content yeah. this week. So, Titus, uh, hats off to you. Uh, welcome to Adelaide in a couple of weeks when you do come for your tour. Um, he wins Faces Tweet of the Week with his three. Well done. Well done, Titus. Well done, Titus. And you're going to wrap it up. You've got a, uh, something here, Face, that we've been talking about, the Madgens. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, um, uh, with Jack uh, Madgen making his debut at Collingwood a few weeks ago and looking like a, a stable uh, rock in defence down there for Collingwood, uh, Ben's obviously uh, signed with Germany after being in uh, Lithuania, I think it was, playing basketball, um, and been at Sydney King, uh, Kings as the captain. Now, Tess Madgen, the youngest sister of them all, uh, has made the Opals FIBA World Cup side. So well done, Tess. She's one of four South Australians to um, be selected in the World Cup team. Um, I have no idea when they're playing, but she's uh, playing with Townsville Fire now. Brilliant. But um, well done, Tess, Fire. on making that. Um, now, that's Carly, who's the eldest sister and one of the uh, Barossa uh, gun netballers at state and country level. So very, very talented family, the Imagine family. And, and seeing Gino and, and Deb on TV after Jack's, Jack's uh, winning debut a couple of weeks ago was uh, great to see. So good. well very done good. to Imagines. Very good. Now, boys, before we go, uh, got an announcement for our um, the AFL Grand Final Day. Yes. That is, for a, for a grown-up, it, that it's is, Christmas is, day. It it's is Christmas Day. It's Actually, like Test Cricket's Christmas Day too. Yeah, and Boxing Day. Yeah, <laughs> Boxing Day, the MCG. But the AFL Grand Final Day, when you wake up, there's there are a lot of traditions with our AFL Grand Final Day. It's a special day. Yeah. One of the things I've always be, uh, come accustomed to is turn on the TV, you know, you've got the Grand Final Marathon the night before, um, and you wake up and you've got the North Melbourne um, Grand Final Breakfast. Yes. This year... Funky Baz and Face are going to do a live broadcast on over on uh, Facebook Live wow. of the Funky Baz and Face Grand Final Breakfast. Yes. So like our devoted listeners can wake up when they're super excited about AFL Grand Final Day. We'll do a live uh, broadcast on Facebook for like breakfast. It. Like it. We'll have our own little breakfast in front of us, and we'll um, have a uh, we'll do a preview of the Special game. Special guests. We, we can. Uh, Possibly, yes. <laughs> we hadn't, hadn't thought about that, but somehow we can get some special guests in and um, be a great way for our listeners to start the AFL Grand Final Day. They'll wake up excited. They know Funky Baz and Face will be on Facebook Live and we can uh, give a bit of a preview about the game. Very good. Like it, Funky. Good stuff. Thanks, Baz. Thanks, Funk. Thanks, Thanks boys. boys. See you next week.